1: oklahoma business down in el reno they're also in bethany as well so people in the bethany area know the diffies really well but if you're looking for anything new used um ford lincoln or whatever i'm sure they could find anything you want um check them out DiffyFord.net, and then on instagram at diffieford lincoln This episode is brought to you by Hope is Alive. Hope is Alive exists to radically change the lives of drug addicts, alcoholics, and those who love them. Join us Saturday, September 30th for our Sobriety Sprint 5K as we remember, honor, and celebrate those who've lost their lives. This family-focused event will feature a one-mile fun run, inflatables, food trucks, and more. Register to run or honor a loved one at sobrietysprint.com. What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of This Is Oklahoma, my coon here host, back with another episode down in Oklahoma City today in a very nice restaurant. Uh, it gives me great pleasure to introduce our guest today, uh, Chef Andrew Black. Thanks so much for inviting me uh, into Grey Sweater today.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And how have you been doing, man? Been good, mate. Doing well. It's yeah. uh,
1: you know, for it's still boiling hot, and for me being from the UK, I'm still yeah. not used to it. I've been here 12 years
0: now, oh, and I'm yeah? still not used to it. So the crazy thing is said... Mate, a yeah. while ago, I'm like, oh crap, that takes <laughs> me back home. You know, like growing up in Jamaica, yeah, and my yeah. grandfather spent years in London. Have a lot of family in London, okay. And I'm a dieharded soccer fan, yeah, like a dieharded. So, who's your team? Arsenal. Come on, it's the one and the only. The Gunners. Team. The Gunners, man. Oh <laughs> it's wow, it's the one and only. That that <laughs>
1: invincible season was one of the greatest seasons <sighs> though, right? Wouldn't we love to see that again? Unbelievable. You what?
0: Know? Well, but in. In Arsenal we trust So hopefully We'll
1: get there again So I really haven't Watched football Much since I moved Out here Like I said 12 years ago But I mean You know I, i I'm from Wales originally right and I grew up I'm 32 years old I grew up in the 90s watching Ryan Giggs yeah, right yeah. so Man United was my team right yeah. so we you know we yeah. that's about we were years. going at it
0: Man United <laughs> and Arsenal yeah, yeah. Ryan Giggs uh, and the oh man yeah. those are the golden days so many yeah. golden days from that. good deal uh,
1: so so you said Jamaica that's that's that
0: was where you yeah. grew up grew up in Jamaica um, left home pretty young traveling working okay. and you know now Oklahoma is my home yeah, yeah. did you Want to get out as soon as possible. What was the plan to travel uh, and? Just... We're in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Absolute, why, why at such a abs- young age? Absolutely, you know. And I tell people, I said this is not a pity, a pity story, sure. but growing up, um, not as fortunate as some, mm-hmm. you know. You, oh, My curiosity was always there. What's on the other side of the world, so to speak? And so mm-hmm. I left home real early and went out, walked in a hotel. Take, my, take the first bus out of the village and walk walk in a hotel at the first stop where they said, hey, next stop or whatever. Walked in a hotel called Buscabel Beach Hotel back in the days. Mm-hmm. And I worked there as a kid, worked there for two years of free cleaning. 18 fridge juicing over 3,000 orange, around, you know, yeah. sleeping in the changing room and some of my best memories, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was hanging out with the grown ups. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and
1: I mean, most people go to Jamaica as a destination, right? That's their right. vacation spot. And like you said, there's a lot of hotel traffic coming right. in and you get to see, meet people from all around the world. So yeah. is that something like meeting people from all around the world kind of sparked your, I mean, I got to go well, visit. I got to travel. Well,
0: you know, yeah. Um, Jamaica, on a whole, we're built on tourism. So, mm. the empathy and the giving—we're givers. Mm. We're, you know, we're givers. So that's always been in our blood. But as soon as I started in the food journey, it's like I know I wanted to see the world and what food has to offer. And I'm still that way. I'm still curious. Still, just I've learned that. The older you get and you know the longer you're in the business you're still trying to navigate possibilities so to speak. It's a word that's come to my mind a lot these days, possibilities. You know, what are the possibilities versus what are the norm? It's what are the possibilities. So Still curious, still trying to see the world, still trying to discover, not really discover because everything has been done already. I I always tell myself, no matter how much you think you come up with this great dish or this great idea, someone in the world has done it already. Yeah. But where's the opportunity to put your take on it? Sure. You know, so I still live in those... Confinement of being so curious and, and wondering. Yeah, yeah. What's out there. Yeah. yeah. So
1: food was your avenue to do that
0: then? Oh, From absolutely. a young age you knew absolutely. that you absolutely, yeah. yes. Um, I always said I would never work a day in my life and somebody pay me a lot of money to do what I enjoy because mm-hmm. I don't know how to do anything else. Neither mm-hmm. do I want to. It's like I absolutely this is my avenue yeah that's all I know yeah. yeah
1: so was London then the first stop for you when you no, got out like no once I
0: um, I came to the United States was my first stop and uh, Nelsonville Ohio most people never heard of <laughs> Nelsonville Ohio <laughs> yeah. man um, beautiful place, small town. Um, went to college there. Okay. Hawking College, still there to my heart. Uh-huh. You know, I did hotel management, culinary arts. And from there, I've gotten the opportunity to work all over the world. Yeah. You know, and then end up in Oklahoma. I was at a Peabody Hotel uh-huh. trying to get back to Paris okay. when I got a call to come and open the Skirvin Hotel. And I'm like, no way, I'm not going to Oklahoma where is that Yeah. and anyway I finally said yes I came down here a guy named Paul Van Ramzon good friend of mine still today picked me up and bring me around all these restaurants back in that's in um, 2000 late 2006 okay. I think Cause I moved here 2007, so to the end of 2006 is kind of when I start driving around. I think with Paul, and I'm like, yeah, I probably won't take this job. I probably won't. Paris sounds yeah, great. Right? Yeah, you know. And then he says, hey man, you wanna you know, let me take you to this place? You know, he said, do you drink, dance? I said, man, I'm Jamaican, and I always believe in a wonderful, flamboyant, excited life. So he took me to this place called Groofy's, man. We're like it was no tomorrow. I kid you not. <laughs> I kid you not. And the next day, I was so hangover, sat sit in front of my previous boss, John Williams, and he's telling me about Oklahoma. I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm not staying here. But he said something, you know, he said, hey, if you don't believe the nicest set of people or the best people in the world or live in Oklahoma. He said, go and ask for Bricktown. He said, at least several people said, follow me, let me show you around. And I took him up on that advice and I did it. And three people like, yeah, I'll, let me show you around. And that was when I knew I needed to give it a chance. And I finally said, okay, I'll take the job and I'll do a year. Well, about two years, three years, I still didn't unpack. I'm like, I'm not, you know, But the amount of love that Oklahoma has shown me and just, it's still the state you can shake somebody's hand and it means something. And then the friends and families I've developed here, I meet is not part of me. It's like I couldn't see myself being away from them. Okay. This is absolutely home. Yep. When I see people now and they said, "Oh yeah, I'm not saying Oh come, i just here for six months and I know you're not. I said, "Buy somewhere because you ain't leaving." You know, it's like y'all, I, y'all really don't understand. Like it, it's. Man, I love it here. I can't say enough about it. So, yeah. this is home for me. Huh? But, have the opportunity to work at a Ritz in Paris, um, did a little time in Cuba, um, Turks and Caicos, Jamaica, of course, um, Memphis, Tennessee, here, just all over, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's been a good ride.
1: Yeah. The, do you see a lot of parallels then with Jamaican, like, Jamaica and here With like how the people are Like welcoming Back home Like kind of what you said um, Seems like there's a lot of just, huh, a You know good, like We're you know givers what? right We're givers yeah, here too
0: That That's a good question I never even thought About it like that But now that you mentioned that There is a lot of parallel It's like we Want to make you feel At home That empathy uh-huh. Yeah, never thought of that, but it, it really is. You know, it's that empathy. Uh, people here give you that empathy of make you feel welcome and feel at home. And it's the same thing back in Jamaica. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: go, so like you said, back in Jamaica, you take the first bus ride, you can work at a hotel, and then, like, how long is it between that and then you go into school? Like, there must be a period so of time
0: So, I was at the Baskerville Beach Hotel for a long time, but then the government came up with a program yeah. where it's like... Like an exchange program where you had to go send some of the workers somewhere to go study or what. So I was one of the first experiments, so to speak, wow. and that's how I got to Hawking College in Ohio. Yeah, 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 and loved it, man. Mm-hmm. Work hard, party hard, study hard, I just loved it, yeah. yeah.
1: And that gets you off to the
0: races, and, and that just got me off. The rest has been yeah. history, yeah. I've just been like really blessed, in, you know, that opened up the door for. So many things, and it's like right there and then I knew I wanted to see the world. I knew I wanted to just keep gravitating to see new things and learning yeah. new things. Yeah.
1: Were you traveling during like the
0: gaps in the semester when you're in
1: college? Um,
0: or you or know, did you travel after no. That? In college, I worked. Okay. In those semester, I worked. Yeah. It was like no, I'm gonna work. Yeah. And I was working and saving up the money and you know. Yeah. eating free where I can yeah. and just save it yeah, yeah. something really loud going
1: yeah. by um, so so when you do when, when you do, you're done with college then is that when you go like is, this, is there a period of time to, before you come to Oklahoma? yeah
0: I went back to um, Jamaica for a little what year is that um, gosh man I'd have to check out that was let me see, six um it's I was in about eighty-seven, okay, something like that, somewhere yeah. in that region, you know. I went back to Jamaica, and then from Jamaica I went to um, Turks and Caicos, nice, Sanders Resort, Beaches Resort there, you know. Um, Eighty-five staff, nine kitchen. I mean, you talk about a you talk about a workforce, yeah, yeah. You know, cultural. There was probably. I don't know, 30 different cultural, just there people from all over the Caribbean, the world, everywhere it was a major operation, you yeah, know? Yeah. So did that, and then um, moved back to the state, mm-hmm. and I was in Florida for a little while, you know? And from being in Florida a little while, then I moved down to Memphis, Tennessee, okay. yeah. Barbecue Central. Mm, Yeah, Barbecue Central. But you know, I was at the Peabody Hotel and it's like I watched Memphis go through the same renaissance what Oklahoma is going through now. It went from not being regarded as a food town to a major food town now, yeah. hosting food and wine and everything. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing that I see happening in Oklahoma right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's great that you've already seen it, right? Oh, my get gosh. Into I've it. already seen it and been a part of it. Yeah. And I've watched all the great chefs move into Memphis, and they're still there. Mm-hmm. We're still great friends. They still you know, push an envelope and yeah. just reside there and it's the home for them now. there. Yeah, yeah, same as it is for me here.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, along this journey then, obviously this is kind of like quite a while before you do come to Oklahoma. Along this journey, you're just like, I guess, climbing the theoretical ladder of, you know, doing your thing and yeah. one day I'm going to be a head chef somewhere. Like, you know, what, what's it the never, plan at that for time?
0: me, it wasn't like, I mean, I knew I wanted to kind of run my own ship but the funny thing it was never like me waking up and put a time frame on it or said this year or next year or anything like that it was mainly me just absolving and like sinking my whole self in the food culture and un- understanding it and learning it yeah. it was never like oh my god I can't wait to be this or I need to move from here to be this I, I think, that wasn't my mindset. <clears throat> my mindset was, how do I, how do I get better on my skill, and you know, um, what does Paris look like? What does the food look like, smell there, and feel like? You know, that was what it is. And now that I look back, I always said, I wish I'd be, even been to more countries and see more.
1: Yeah. Why do you think that is then? Because that's not common now, right? Everyone, everyone has a timeline. Everyone wants to yeah, be. you know. They're know. not focused it's, on like what they. They're not focused on their craft. They're right. focused on
0: timeline. Yeah, oh, I want like, to go Yes, yeah. and it's different time and different culture. Yeah, different era. You know, um, you know, there's so much now through the lens of the phone, the social media, everything. So it gives you more of a sense of what you're trying to achieve. Mm so now there's a timeline on it um versus back then and it's not even that long ago but we didn't have we hear about places and we pick up a book and we saw it and read about it and that was kind of all we saw and we hear the chefs from overseas talk about it and you get to work with them and you kind of see the lifestyle so you dreamt of going there now you can go on Instagram or anywhere and you're literally it's like you're there you know. so it's like okay I'm packing my bag next week and going or let me pick up the phone and call to do a stage and I'm going it's so different now um, everything is you can access a lot more now Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's not a bad thing
1: it's right. just different,
0: you know. You can access a lot more now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. World, exactly. The
0: world is moving fast.
1: Yeah, there's and cons to it, right? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like you're, you know, you're, you're coming up, and it's, it, it's great to not put a timeline on it. Yeah. Because right? you just enjoy the moment.
0: I just enjoy it, and I, you know, um, I. I mean, at some point, the longer in the game I knew it would pay off and the, longer, the more when it started paying off it's kind of when you started to say, oh, maybe I'm built to do this, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. Perfect example, if you look at where I, I was three years ago to where I am today, it's a different mindset. You know, I'm not, I can't just be the sh, just the, sh, the chef anymore, the cook anymore. Mm-hmm. Also, think of business. I have a lot of people that depend on me, a lot of people that took a journey with me. So it's about, okay, I have nothing to prove in cooking, Mm -hmm. but what I do have to prove is to make sure the ones that are on the train are well taken care of to the best that I can. So the mindset has changed, but the goals still remain the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know. So, so you you just you're in Florida for a little bit and then do you just like how do you get the phone call to go to Paris or to go to, to the UK? Like how how does that transition happen?
0: So, I was working at the Peabody Hotel and you know, I I was lucky to have a good general manager and a great executive chef, Andres Kisto, which is still like my brother, my dad, is still there. Mm-hmm. And you know, we just talked about, "Hey, You know, where do you need to really go and see other things? And they, they, the Peabody helped me to get to Paris, so I was on and off there. Mm -hmm.
1: Do you think you arrived when you got there? Like
0: No, 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 not at all. Uh, And and if anything, it was a shock because, you know, already I was executive sous-chef at the Peabody Hotel. You're talking the Peabody. It's the South Grand of the Grand. You know, you're like, you know your shit, right? But then you go to Paris and you walk in, and there's a 16-year-old kid out there 10 times better than you, you know, and they're breaking down lobster faster than you, and they're cooking more accurate than you, and they're moving on faster than you, and you're like, holy And then you taste everything, and it's totally different. You know, and the way they carry themselves, the, he always said that it's just like how do they put yourself together. Yeah. How do you approach everything? It's like, it's a sense of different. It's different. People, but you know, the good thing about it now, because people said to me, well, do I need to go to Paris? Well, God, this country is so great now where everything you can learn there and taste there, you can find it in the US. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but back then which is not a long time ago the goal was to go to like Paris the goal was to go to London you know um, all these great restaurants so but no when I got there dude I was like a fish out of water for the first at least ah uh, God it must have been about two weeks and nobody talked to me I was in the kitchen and no one said anything to me so I was on my station working and one guy I used to work with, um, and he called me Angel. Angel. He said, hey, Angel, we, we need to be faster. Let's get ready, Angel. I'll never forget. So I just nod my head, yes, 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 and I am keep going. So no one ever talked to me in the kitchen. I was like, man, I've been here two weeks. Nobody even, nothing. But one day, one day, he literally just said, so where in America are you from? So I said, no, I'm from Jamaica. And he took up the pot and he knocked it. He said, Hey, yeah, hey, hey, yeah, in French. He's like, He's from Jamaica. And all of a sudden, everybody stopped and they're like, Yeah. <laughs> <And it's, laughs> it was night and day different. Yeah. Night and day different, you know? All of a sudden, I got invited to the underground parties. <laughs> <laughs> everything changes man yeah. <laughs> yeah but some of my best memories in time they're just mm-hmm. really fantastic yeah that's great, funny that they great, thought you thought you
1: were an american yeah so they wouldn't yeah. wait for you. <laughs> you, you to get out
0: yeah 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 and then I, I, i'm still friends with some of those guys um some of them went on to be great chefs everything man still friends with them still talk still everything yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: and did yeah. you kind of make you want to stay a long time or oh did
0: absolutely yeah. like so that's what happened when I came back to the Peabody over a period of time I was getting older and instead you ask a question did I know I wanted to do this 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 no right. at that point in my life I was just trying to find a place where I kind of fit in yeah as a young lad, I just wanted to find a home where I fit in where nobody gives a shit about what you do, who you do, or anything. So I couldn't, that's why I was so anxious to go back. You know, so, but when I came here, as I got into it, I start to realize, no, this is my Paris. Uh, this is my Paris here in Oklahoma, yeah.
1: Tell me about your London experience. because uh, no, so I never go to
0: London. You didn't go? No. Oh, okay. Of, no, I never went to London, man. One of the biggest mistakes I made because you know you can just take the train. Sure. Yeah, straight You over. can take the train from Paris straight over. Yeah. Pff, I was working every day. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I worked every day. I never took that train to nowhere. Yeah. They made sure I worked. You but you visited since then. No, I haven't visited. Haven't no. It? My ah, goal okay. my goal is still to go to London to an Arsenal game. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Has to happen. It has to happen. That's uh, in my top five goal. One of my
1: you, high school friends has season tickets, so he's been he's just a diehard has oh, always been a fan, man. Been his dad. Um, yes. he's a police officer in London now. Yeah. Um, but we grew up playing soccer football, soccer with yeah. In Wales, and uh, he always travel. Man, yeah.
0: I listen. I have, I got every gear in Arsenal you can think of <laughs> every jersey, the ball, the hat, the shot, everything, awesome. man. Yeah, yes. So really? that's in my top five. Yeah. To go to, yeah, go to London and go to the Arsenal game. Okay. You know, I'd like to go to an Arsenal and a Manu game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That, that would be awesome
0: Yeah uh,
1: So yeah Like you said You, you come here and, and you know 07, 06, 07 You think that While well, Oklahoma's now You know Home
0: Yeah
1: Oklahoma food scene In 07 Is not great though Is it right Like it's obviously Not what it is today And you know We're whatever, It was different years, You know We're 16 years later There's a lot yeah. of changed. Yeah A lot has um, changed but how, how, you know, how does that evolve in your time? How, how do you evolve as well, you know,
0: t- over the timeline of just since 07 to now? Um, curiosity. Keep yeah. Questioning Still. everything. Question everything. Okay. Period. Uh. Question everything. Uh. And just being also blessed to have a great team around. You know, um, the team I have in here is like... Man, I've been blessed with a really good team. You know, the guy who, Dylan, that runs the gray sweater from right now, I met him in Norman. at a restaurant called Meatball House, and he walked in one day from a pizza place, and you know, I don't judge anyone. And I'll stand beside him for years in a corner, just making meatball, and we're trying to survive. And now he runs a James Beard winning restaurant. You know, and then he has a sous chef, Jay. Jay came to us about a um, couple of years ago. I think she's here either two, two years, maybe going in three. And just, I knew the day we hired her that she would have a major place here. So, you know, between Jay and Dylan and the rest of the team and the front of the house and everywhere, they, all the ambassadors, it's, they, they makes me want to be better because they're filled with a lot of integrity. And for me, one of the, one of the biggest things for me, man, is integrity. To knowing that you said you're gonna do what you said you're gonna do, and just integrity. And I can work with anything once you have that, you know? Yeah, yeah, so it's been great And Black Walnut has a good team over there. Then we have Gilded Acorn, same thing. And now we're embarking up on um, the Skirvin to do something there and yeah. yeah, just growing it.
1: Going back to Skirvin.
0: Going back, yeah. You know, it's crazy because about a month ago or two months ago, my brand manager looked at me, we were driving, and she jokingly said, you know what you should do? I said, What? Chelsea, what should I do? She said, "You should go back to the scuba." And I looked at her. I said, "Why would I do that?" And here we are. Yeah. And so she said, "You see, all I told you." <laughs> she said, "You see, I told you this." <laughs> you know, but it, it makes sense to me because you know. So I've had someone always say, "What are the most fun job you had?" And by far, the Peabody and the Skirvin. Yeah. There's something about those two hotels, and the Skirvin have always had my heart. Uh-huh. Because I built the damn thing 16 years ago. So to go back now and be in that space, it's emotional and really like, uh, it, so most of my customer that comes to Grace Feather, I met them at the Skirvin. Wow. can you imagine that they've grown with me they've grown man I am so fortunate most of my customer are customer that has grown with me since day one that are still growing and being at all my concepts so I have a relationship with my customers man that's why people always say well I couldn't find you I couldn't locate you I said you haven't tried at all because my number is everywhere I don't hide from anyone my number is everywhere you know, a customer will call and they're like, Hey, chef, I'm like, Hey, such and such. So, going back there, it's like, Yeah.
1: yeah. It's exciting, right? Yeah, and I mean, it's just like it's a new challenge, but also it's
0: exciting to go it's back to that. It's a new challenge, but it's also like, It's somewhere I want to be for a long time. Okay. Yeah. And plus, what we're, they're doing with the hotel, renovating the entire hotel. Renovating the lobby, the rooms, the space the everything the, that hotel deserve that. And uh-huh. you know, it's scurvy for Christ's sake. Yeah. You know I don't care what you build in Oklahoma. You, there's only one scurvin. Yeah. so we're, much history. There, it's facts. It's just one. Yeah. I don't care what you build, I don't care what you do. there's only one scurvin. So we're, we're excited about that, yeah.
1: It's going to be awesome. Uh, what's the timeline on it?
0: Um, sometime next year. Okay. You know, sometime next year we're gonna hit the ground running, and you know, sometime next year. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So
1: right now you have you have this place, Gracewater, Black Walnut next door, Gilded Acorn at yeah. the National, and then the is coming. Yeah. And you you kind of mentioned mentioned earlier. You know, you you kind of you know as a chef you you're like. I'm good as a chef. Now it's in the business side of things. Yeah,
0: and you know I'm good in, in the business side. Yeah, you know I've been I've had great teachers and mentors around. So, but at the end of the day, I think the goal should be you know the world is for so long as cooks we just work, but that's all we had. Mm. You know we never get to hone a piece of the pie. The, my personal goal is to. See how I can set up where not everyone, but the ones who take the journey and the ones who believe in the journey and been for a while can hone a piece of the pie. Right.
1: Yeah. So it's about so after you after you you leave the skirvin, what's the timeline between leaving the skirvin to opening up Black Walnuts the first one, right?
0: Um, no, I did Vass and Flint. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did those for um, back then. Larry Nicholson was in charge yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. So I did Vast and Flint. Okay. Yeah, yeah. everything you see at the Skirvan that they have now, pots, pan, plate, I did those, yeah. bought those 16 years ago. Vast, Flint, same thing. Gotcha. All those places got of my name all over them. Yeah. That's a history you cannot on, on what change. Yeah. 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 So I did those and then I just realized that, you know, it was just time. For me to build my own, where as cooks, we can draw draw on our own canvas. Okay. You know, with unlimited paint. Yeah. So is that what Black Walnut was? Like that's that's where it comes from. No. No. Uh, my name is Andrew Black, and it's on Fourth and Walnut. So that makes it Black Walnut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an eclectic restaurant, a neighborhood restaurant, and everything is based on like your your mood. Because okay. think about it: when you wake up every day, you're like. And uh, what am I in the mood for saltiness roasty yeah you know what am'm in the mood for so it's definitely one of those restaurants you know it's loud over there people love it it's close you, you know yeah. yeah it it has a following man black walnut has a following yeah yeah major major yeah you know and I remember when we did these restaurants everybody was like man, there's nobody coming over here to eat over here because we're not necessarily the food hub sure but it's a wonderful thing to see cars lined up everywhere over here with people coming to eat. Mm. It's a beautiful thing. Mm. Well,
1: and also this area is a very historic area. Deep deuce, All the stuff Like in yeah. Oklahoma City This is a very Historic part of town yeah. As well as You know Like I said but, but you're right Everyone kind of Drives by here To right. go to Bricktown Right they, You know and, and they might Stay at the hotel They may get coffee Down around the may, corner yeah. But it's very You know It's not somewhere They'd stop but Right like I said that, that is a good thing For cheap rent I guess You yeah. <laughs> know Maybe Well it's
0: not No There's no cheap rent In Oklahoma no more Yeah <laughs>
1: no. But you saw opportunity though Otherwise you wouldn't Have done it right huh? You saw opportunity there Right Oh
0: Yeah yeah, we saw we saw opportunity is like um, you know, instead of following everyone else I just wanted to carve out my own wanted to be in my own community so to speak. Uh-huh. You know, I walk I walk a lot around here. You know, I kind of, I don't know to say I know everybody, but I know a lot of people around here. I, it's a beautiful thing. It's the most beautiful thing where, you know, I wear my clogs all the time, but I always have a sneakers in my truck and I'll take it out, put it on. And I'll just walk in the neighborhood, you know, I'll stop a Deep Deuce Grill. Those guys are my friend. We can go to Stag, smoke a cigar, you know, I can go to Avery to whee- wheeze the juice and drink a healthy juice or whatever, um... You know, at the same time, I can go to Calvary Baptist Church and just sit and take in the history that was there before me. Mm. You know, it's a lot of good things. Um, Yeah, I know there's this great coffee shop, Willow, is right there. That's like, love what they're doing. Mm. Um, there's a bar block. I think it's called Black Bar P- Pichetti Just a lot of good things over here. You know, with the, with good operators. You know, so I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah It helps yeah. when the neighborhood's good, right? It helps yeah. when you got good people around. It oh, yeah. also helps yeah. when you actually like to walk around because yeah.
0: Paris, you walk everywhere. You know, you know. We oh, don't, we yeah, don't walk places here. No one no, walks anymore, nobody right? walks here, man. I mean, um, when you talk about unti- untitled art with Laura that owns it, you know, she's like my, that's my pal. I'll call her up or she called me or she say, hey, you know, she's like, hey, let's go walk. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, so it's just a lot of good, really good people. Yeah. 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 And it, I mean, it
1: makes every day better, right? You've yeah. got good people around you. Yeah. It's, You know for good or for better like you know you've got friends and then people in this community in this neighborhood area because people probably forget that there's a lot of apartments in this area too no one like people like kind of drive in here and like oh there's
0: actually people living down here yeah you know oh there's a lot lot. yeah there's a lot and then we know a couple of them and sometimes you know it's like it's just embodying in the community and you know what, though? When you look at it, too, though, it's not just over here. I think that's Oklahoma on a whole. Mm-hmm. People love Oklahoma, but they also represent their location, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They also represent their location. Do they do that in Jamaica? Because they don't do that back home. Oh, me. Jamaica, I, big time. Yeah? Even if you listen to our music and our entertainers, that talk about their little parish or their district, you know? It's like everybody repping their location, man. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I think they do in London, though, because when you think about it, you know, you know, people, you know, they're always like, well, yeah, you know, where are you from? Are you from London or are you really from Liverpool? Yeah. You know, where are you really from? You know? <laughs> well, yeah. Do you get so, back home much? Man, I haven't been home in a long time. Um, do you miss it? You know, I never used to. yeah. I never used to, but I think now I. What I do miss now that I think, the lately I've been like, kind of memorizing the ocean and the smell. I miss that. I'm starting to miss those things now, and I'm starting to miss just the things I grew up on. You know, um, it's not no better than picking a mango from the tree and eating it. I a piece of sugar cane. There's nothing better than waking up and it's foggy. And there's a different smell. I miss those little smell. Yeah, these days I've been missing those things. Waking up and hear the, the chicken crowing or the goat going, or, you know, see somebody smoking, you're smelling and you know exactly what they're cooking. You know they're making chocolate tea and, you know, so, yeah, these days I've been missing that. So, um, I got a schedule to go home a little. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like what I know now, I didn't know when I was there. I thought we were just dirt poor. I didn't know what forging is. I didn't know what farm to table was. Well, I grew up with my grandmother forging and farm to table every damn day. So, when I look at a delicacy, people cook here like a Pig brain and um, all kind of delicacy. I'm like, "Ah, I grew. That was a poor food. I grew up on that. What what are you talking about? You know. So it takes a lot to get me excited when somebody says, "Look at this new thing I have on my menu," because sometimes it's just stuff I grew up on. I saw this restaurant; they were doing shave ice and freshly cane juice on it and they put their flowers in it and they twist it and I'm like, yeah, dude, I grew up, that's, that was our drink in the middle of the day. Yeah. That ain't none to us. It's like, yeah, yeah we as a, a little man come through in the community and he has saw cedar chips cover his eyes to keep it from melting. He brush it off, he shave it, he put it in a bag, squeeze some and you get a straw. That was our 10 cent drink. Yeah. It's just different. So why it's so important to travel. Exactly. Right? To experience yeah. other worlds and yeah, see other worlds. Absolutely. World, right? so, so I see those things now and it's like it's very cool to see these things happening. You know, it's like for example, I tell people I tell people all the time, I always said I've never smoked weed a day in my life. Mm. But I grew up where there was about eighteen acres around us. Mm. And I was always joking and said, "Man, Jamaica Mr. the boat and weed." Because now in America, it, it, you know, you can go in a shop now. You can they. It's so different. So it's like bamboo. I see people using um, sushi mat. Man, we used to have to put fire to our bamboo because we had so much. We try to kill it, try to get rid of it, because we had so much. And now you see people planting it, and in, and uh, in, you know so it's again it's culture and traveling and everything it's all those things so i look back now and i'm like wow i know of these things i miss these things but i like to put my hands in them a little again you know you know people rabbit is such a delicacy here we used to have rabbits you know goat pigs cows you name it we had it all the fruits we had it fresh fruits, man. We had all of it, yeah. but we didn't know the value of it. We didn't know the value of it, and you know, look at this now, chef table, right? Everybody sit around and eat around a table. Mm-hmm. But what were we doing in Jamaica? We were sitting around eating together. That was our chef table. That was our forging. And you know, all my grandmother would go, you know, Elizabeth Bandu, Indian. And you know she'd go pick a pumpkin, and sometimes there was no meat, but she'd make pumpkin takari. And guess what? We all sit, you know, whether it was outside in the on the dirt or, yeah. or a little veranda, and we all eat. That was our chef table. When you think about it, So also, yeah, I it's it's filled with so much luxury, but we just didn't know. Sure. We just didn't know, you know.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. well, normal to you at the time, it's right? normal, yeah. yeah. That's your that's the bubble you live in, that's yeah. the norm to you, exactly. and you think everyone else is like this. Yeah, yeah, you know?
0: it, it, it is. It's the things I see that sell for so much money here. It's like, yeah, you can go home and get litter for free almost.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you, you said mum was Indian, of Indian descent, yeah, dessert? my grandmother, grandmother, yeah, yeah. okay. And they cook some great food.
0: Oh man! So you know, it's like even this tattoo on my hand is the ship of what my um, grandmother family came to Jamaica on the spice slave ship back in the days, and they Uh just never returned. So I grew up. My uh, later part of the years grew up with my grandmother, where I'd wake up, cook with her. That's where this all started in my head. You know, cooking, making. Roti, puri, takari, dal, chutney, everything, you know? Um, you know, there's a dish we have in here in Gray Sweater, and it's just one turnip, but it has a coconut muddle on top of it, right? That coconut muddle came from a sense of me waking up every Saturday morning and grinding coconut on a stone to make chutney to go with our puri. So it's like, oh man, this would sort accompany of this turnip so good. And it's been on our menu, I think, since day one. It's one of those iconic dishes so yeah you know it's good stuff you know? yeah yeah makes me want to go home a little bit sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the other thing the UK is known for too though is great Indian food oh like, you know. yeah I mean the culture I tell you what that's another thing I really gotta do is go to the UK cause the cultural man mm-hmm. There's so many people that's from... That's a beautiful thing, you know? You go to a country or a space and there's so many different culture. Yeah. You know, so many culture. You know, it's... Show me a culture, tell you who you are. Tell me a culture, I know who you are. It's, everything begins with culture. For me, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't understand you until I understand your culture. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. It's part of the DNA of understanding people and understanding food and every culture has their food their expression through food Mm -hmm. you know that's why it's so important as you said to travel Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah so I mean people obviously know you for great restaurants and stuff but tell me about the street food tell me about what you really like like what guilty pleasures you have or just I mean you know obviously people come here you know they have a great experience they pay for the great experience It's, it's totally different to probably what you grew up on but also totally different to I mean, there's so many great street food places, right? Like, right. Talk to me about that. Like, just a little bit about any stories of travel that, you know, you've just got.
0: Man, you know what I... <laughs> you know what I love to just sit in and, and listeners might say, what, to this? But I got to tell you, sometimes for me, as a foreigner, as somebody who didn't grow up with much, I kid you not, man, sometimes just a... a Simple bowl of white rice with a little ketchup over it. It's crazy, right? It's like you can't ask for more. Like, it's just like it takes you back to the humbleness and something that is not fussy, but yet so subtle, you know? But yet so just subtle. Um, to a plate of curry goat with some good white rice, man. Yeah. Just like, okay, yeah. You know. um, just simple, simple things. I'm not a, you know, when I go to a restaurant and eat, I'm not the one to, like, pass judgment. If I go to, like, a Michelin, I expect a different level because sure. it's a Michelin or yeah. so. But there's one thing I learned. In the kitchen, when I see people come in and say, oh, you know, I'm a foodie. I always say, what the f- Make your excuse my language. Always, it's like, what makes you a foodie, man? Because here's the deal: you're, you're you're a foodie, right? And I know some people listening might hate me for this, but here's the reality: I don't think they think of it like this, right? You're a foodie because you've traveling, eat a lot, but you can't cook for shit. And then you come in an establishment, and you all of a sudden you decide, oh, it could use a little more acid or, oh, you could use a little more salt. What? Who, who gave you that authority? Because we live in a world where there's so much, um, there's so much mental health, and so cooks are coming and you can never pay your cooks enough. And they're going through so much, like any other job. And here they are busting their ass in the heat, everything to try to show you empathy and integrity and to make you enjoy your meal. So when you're gonna write a comment, or so and said, oh, I'm a foodie and this, this, this. Think of what it does doing to the people who spend from ten in the morning back until one in the morning, because my the time to finish cooking to clean up too. But all of a sudden, because you walk around and eat, you think you're a foodie and you have a title to say that. It just doesn't make sense to me, yeah. and I'm not the only chef that feel that way. You know it's there's as people connect with what they're giving you to eat so but you know it's the world we're we're in it's the world we're in but yeah I never I never understand the foodie thing. I, I don't know what certificate or where you get it from or how does it work I, yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, and a lot. It's, of the it's times. like me trying to say, say I'm, a, "I'm a what makes you know." It, it's yeah, I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, and like, like, I totally agree with you because a lot of the times, like, like I, I cannot cook to save my life, right? right? Like, I'm terrible at it. My mum worked at a uh, was a, a, chef, a cook at a Ford Motor Company engine plant. So she'd cook for, you know, her and her team would cook for, I don't know, 150 people plus yeah. every night, right? And so, like, she knew how to cook, yeah. right? So I, she didn't have time to teach me, and I didn't have to. As a kid, I was like, mom's cooking great, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> right? I, I was never put in the position to say, right. you've got to cook, otherwise you're not going to eat. Right. So, um, you know, so I didn't have that, right? But And that's the thing, like, you know, you add that with the social media side of things, and you talk about, you know, all these foodies, in you know, quotes, right, or bloggers, or whoever who are, who have social media followings, and I mean, it's one one of the reasons I don't like on the on the. This is Oklahoma following. Like I don't, I don't do a lot of cooking stuff because one, I feel uncomfortable reaching out to someone like yourself or any other restaurant say hey I've got you know 100,000 followers can I have a free meal yeah. if I come by right like yeah. I just it just doesn't sit well yeah. with me I don't know why it doesn't there might be well, something to do with back home but it yeah. just doesn't sit well with me right? right but there's a lot of people that do that yeah. and like you said those people just have an Instagram following or a blog yeah. they have not been trained right. they've just quote like food right. and want you know some of them want free meals and, and look there's sure there's great people out there some of them are great some of them know what they're doing yeah, some of them.
0: Are- some and of them are writers doing, and whatever,
1: yeah. right? But at the same time, like, I'm sure the majority are not. Yeah. You know? And I can see how it's extremely frustrating for someone like yourself or any of your team that work their ass off. And then get one guy on Instagram or girl on Instagram and says, oh, oh yeah, uh, this was okay. You yeah,
0: know? Like, exactly. Really? Like, who gives you that right, man? <laughs> you didn't pay for food, you know? Yeah. Like, whatever it is. Like, So, yeah, I so, I totally agree with you. So, yeah, I don't go into a restaurant and, like, because you never know what they're going through. Right. You never know who... So many times people come in and, you know, their dog is sick or their grandmother's sick or something going on. They don't just wake up and say, yeah, I'm going to everything over tonight right. it's just not how it works they're just like yeah. they're going through stuff they're going through stuff man Yeah. so yeah I just sometimes I do a lot of eat and shut up mm-hmm. Just eat it and enjoy it for what it is mm-hmm. and I move on You know.
1: Yeah. do you eat it do you, do you do a lot of discovery too when you travel and eat and think about like what I you can know, change it, what it, I can do because and, I'm in
0: the, the fine dining stuff I find myself don't do it. Okay. But say I go to London or I'm going to Paris or I'm going to I try to get to at least one Discovery restaurant sure. to see what's going on. And then the rest of it is like, yeah, what am I feeling like? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what do I feel like eating and drinking? Yeah. Like yeah. I can't be bothered. You know. Yeah. But if um I'll try to hit at least one. One is like, you know, where it's like Money is not an issue. No matter what it is, I'm going to this one. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to dive into it. I'm going to immerse in it. Everything. Yeah. Once I do that one, I'll make some notes, mental note, you know, mental photo, everything, smell, taste, feel, and I'll store it somewhere. Yeah. And then the rest of the time, I'm just enjoying it for enjoying what it is it. a lot of walking a lot of relaxing a lot of just mm. looking the mm. sightseeing really you
1: yeah. yeah you mentioned drinks drinks are obviously a huge part of everything as well um, yeah. was was do you drink do you grow up drinking tea over coffee in Jamaica oh,
0: absolutely now we grew up drinking a lot of tea and a lot of chocolate tea what's chocolate tea um, it's what we use a fresh chocolate right so we had chocolate on our property so we'd you know, people are like fancy. Like, I see this thing now. Everybody, not everybody, but there's a lot of restaurant. there the seeing the real cocoa bean for the first time. We got acres of that back home. <laughs> so we we'll take it, we we'll dry it, we parch it, we beat it till it becomes a ball, and we grate it over boiled water with sweet condensed milk, a little nutmeg, and we drink our you know, chocolate tea. You know, so we drink that, and a lot of lemongrass tea and mint tea and bush tea like you go pick a piece of guava bush and you boil a tea you know yeah. we were always drinking tea I saw this meme the other day you know, and it says I saw this thing the other day that it shows a Jamaican the temperature is like 120 and he's drinking hot tea I'm like yeah that's us yeah. You know, that's us right there yeah you know, so yeah I grew up on those things yeah
1: and then I mean on the alcohol side of things too like that's you know there's there's so many pairs and uh, you know what are you going to pair the meal with or what I drink or I mean there's so much stuff that you can dive into there but do you have like personal favorites or personal drinks that you know hey if I'm going out on a night out
0: a I'm, good bottle of bold red wine red um, wine bold red wine I'm okay. talking red wine that um it, it's not even about the price it's the the grapes the vineyard the, the blend you know I'm a lover for good red wine I'm a lover for good Johnny Walker Okay. You know, um, there's so many different um, releases of the Johnny Walker, so I love a good Johnny Walker. A good Johnny Walker, good cigar, good red wine. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thing.
1: Good mix. That's, yeah. It. It seems like, I mean, we've kind of touched on this a couple of times. It's just like the, the difference in generations growing up, right? Like even my generation, you know, I was born in 1990, so I had a little bit of no internet and then internet, right? right? And like, you know, yourself, you've seen a lot of things and the generations are so different and, and growing up in Jamaica and then me growing up in the UK, you know, you're eating with family, right? Like we have Sunday dinner every Sunday, right. you know, and it might be at my grandparents or it might be at my house, whatever it is, but, you know, it's such a difference here. And yeah. it's, it's almost kind of, you know, you look at like, how do you, you know, when we look across the restaurant here, right, you got everyone sitting around, right? Like people, like you said, people, we did that growing up, like yeah, that was not, but, absolutely. but now it's such a, you know, it's like, you know, you, you look at the restaurant and like, it's a special now to have everyone around a table, you know, in right. a big setting, not just like four people, but like, right. let's have 20 people around a table, you know, and, like that now is a thing. Whereas, like, you to do that with family, like every Sunday, yeah. Yeah. And now you know you're bringing that around this, yeah. and, and kind of what I'm leading to is when you look at layouts of restaurants and how you, because that's obviously a huge big deal as well. Right. Is how are we going to structure the restaurant, and lay it out? Um, you know, it's obviously got to make sense. So you got to have as many seats that make it financial sense as well. Right. But is there times where you just think, man, I just love to have a giant dining room table in here and just kind of hang out?
0: Um, Sometimes. it depends on the depends on the concept. To be honest, yeah, depends on the concept and the story and the feel that you're trying to go through and what you're trying to do. Um, you know, we knew we wanted, like for example, in here at the table, we knew we wanted people to sit there and immerse in what we we're doing. But we also knew people wanted to sit face to face in here and communicate. Um, but definitely, you know, there's a space and time for it, you know? Especially private dining rooms, you know? It's, it's needed. I think today where food is going, it's not so much about the food, but it's about the restaurant itself. Mm-hmm. You know, what story does it tell How do you feel when you're in there? I think that's where it's going.
1: I had... Um Trying to look up his name. Gabriel Lewis. I had Gabriel on the podcast uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah. this summer. And um, you know, he's obviously been our Master Chef, young kind of hot shot coming up from Oklahoma City and, and you gotta what's 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 it like having people like that around as well? You know, now before we, when you came here in two thousand seven there wasn't much, right? right? But now you have such a rich kind of like yeah. we're doing something here, right? right? We're all collectively part of this food scene in Oklahoma yeah. City. How's that?
0: I had um, tea with Gabriel about probably two weeks ago
1: uh-huh.
0: it's absolutely such a refreshing and pleasure to see Gabriel here it uh-huh. he could have been he could have gone anywhere but to see him here doing his thing it, it just gives you that hope the future and like it continue to grow so what is I'm a big fan Fan, and I'm a fond of what he's doing, mm-hmm. and he's genuine about it too. And he's working his ass off doing it, he's not taking shortcuts. Mm-hmm. And I like that about him, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that about him. So, and you know, he's slowly carving it out his niche, also. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. It's only gonna grow the city, man. Yeah, it's only gonna grow the city. The city have not seen shit yet. Mm-hmm. Wait till there's more cultural people moving in, mm-hmm. so we're gonna have more cultural restaurants that's what happened in Memphis it got to the point where more cultural people walking in so you're going to start seeing a Venezuelan restaurant authentic you're going to start seeing Cambodian restaurant authentic you're going to start it's going to happen cultural restaurant is going to be the next big phase yeah Mark my word Remember I said that Cultural restaurant I'm looking forward to
1: it I am looking forward to it I I don't get out enough
0: But I will The more people come To a city That bring their culture Yeah The more different Diverse and everything You know So you're going to be able To wake up and say Oh I'm going to An Israeli restaurant Mm. And it's good Yeah You know it's not going to be Mediocre Because those people gonna. It's going to happen Yeah You know it's yeah. going to happen it started already it started to happen already it's just going to get more diverse mm-hmm. you know yeah.
1: yeah what's uh what's your home kitchen look like
0: you cook a lot at home or not uh no no don't cook at home at all no that's that's no. just take away um, home. fridge got champagne in it um counter red wine sometime a grapefruit um maybe a cabbage <laughs> <laughs> Popcorn somewhere. Yeah, (laughs) just not a place you want to go home to. Yeah, and if you're coming to say you're gonna have a drink with me, you're gonna drink good red wine, good scotch, um, champagne. Just and beer minimal. Yeah, you you know, yeah. So and you know, I always said to my friend I do these things to my friends when they're coming over because they always think oh I'm going to Chef's he's going to cook this great meal I always do order up <laughs> <laughs> door dash on it's yeah, way yeah. On, on it's way <laughs> enjoy it <laughs> you know? oh, Domino's
1: pizza showing yeah, up yeah man <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely like yeah I'm not good now you
1: know? yeah god that's brilliant yeah. that doesn't surprise me though I mean it makes sense if you're cooking or you're in the, you're in the yeah, kitchen man. all day like going home and cooking <laughs> yeah. makes this is the last thing you
0: going to be doing. You know, and furthermore, you know, like when I'm cooking too, if I'm ever gonna cook at home, I wanna cook for myself because it's a sense of I want. Chances are, I wanna cook something I grew up on. Mm. Like the last meal I cooked at my home the other day was um, a little white rice, but I also cooked uh, some cabbage with salted cod. You know, we have this thing in Jamaica, it's like a salted codfish, and you got to rinse it off several times, then you boil the salt out of it. Well, I cooked that with a lot of onion and cabbage and curry, because something got kind of grew up on. I'm like, oh, I, that's what I'm in the mood for. So I cooked that in, over a bowl of white rice, and I was in heaven, man. <laughs> I was in heaven. <laughs> People are gonna hear this and like, what? <laughs> I was like I was in heaven, I was very satisfied. Yeah.
1: You
0: know, and then later down the road, you know, smoke a good cigar and a good glass of scotch. Mm-hmm. And I was was Perfect set, yeah. I was yeah. set, man.
1: I'm telling you, a bowl of white rice and some uh, and some Heinz tomato, ke- tomato ketchup is going to be on the menu at great I coming in, let's give uh, a chef special bowl of white rice and, uh, and some tomato sauce. <laughs> uh. But
0: uh. you know what, you're not, you might be onto something. Imagine if we if I try to elevate that to a 9 right. you know, yeah, it could be something so dangerous, you know. Well, you could use it as a
1: signal for everyone else who's behind behind the well, kitchen of like be, someone who you doesn't know what you they're could make
0: about. you could do the right rice and then turn it into foam yeah you could take the the ketchup make the ketchup yourself and yeah. turn it into caviar yeah so all of a sudden, you have this foam white rice, yeah. this ketchup that becomes caviar, and you might sear a scallop and serve it. See, there you go. There it is. There <laughs> you there go. Boom.
1: <laughs> uh, you can name it after me. It's fine. <laughs> oh, that's so oh, good.
0: <laughs> oh, you know what? So I'll much tell you what. Done. That's something to do. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, you know? That's how it
1: happens as well, though, yeah, right? It's it like happened, joking about yeah. somebody you like, actually, yeah. like let's put a twist on this and do it,
0: and, yeah. and it becomes a you hit. Know, something I grew up on. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's poor people stuff, but it was we loved it. Right. You know, we loved it. And think about it: all these great dishes that restaurants are serving, where do you think it all came from? You know, where, it, it's pig ears. Come on now, that's the we used to eat because we couldn't sell that. Wasn't a top end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, where do you think that comfort? That comes from, I comes from what the what a poor people is all these stew, oxtail. You're seeing that on menu. now. who do you think you see that? It comes from you know the less fortunate.
1: Yeah, God. I missed you so much. You know, like in all the winter this time. Stuff, man. I missed you.
0: Yeah, you know. Now people are serving chicken feet on their menu. I grew up eating that stuff. <laughs> Hello, you know, I do you, th- do you God think God bless her on. my grandmother is that that's everywhere. what I was about to say it's like your grandmother's <laughs> probably just oh turning man, in a great thinking feet? <laughs> oh yeah well, I grew up eating that stuff man
1: oh I love yes. it that's awesome
0: oh man that's some good stuff yeah God. so but yeah you know yeah but yeah
1: so, so we have, obviously, Skirvin's coming up. Uh, that's kind of in the works. That's the plan uh, yeah. going forward. Last question. What um, I mean, what do you want to be remembered for? What do you want to put your mark on this city? Um, You've been here for a long time now, and, and obviously this is home. Giving back. Giving back?
0: Giving back. I've left home early, and all I've received along the way was help yeah. from people. So... For me, my mark has to be given back. Okay. It's not about what I've built. Sure. It's about the opportunities that I'm trying to create for others, mm-hmm. giving back. Yeah. Major. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said earlier about possibilities. Man, listen, it's even on my James Beard thing, in my jacket, the word possibility was typed in it. In you know, a possibility and curiosity. Curious. Those were the words in it. Custom made in it. Yeah. Cause it it's everything. Yeah. It's everything, man.
1: Who made your jacket?
0: Um, Lauren. Has, well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have one. Uh, great. William she's and Lauren. The best. Yeah. The, I'll never ever now go buy a Walmart jacket. Like I just I just won't. I mean, she's the best. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Um,
1: Uh, On the inside of mine I have H-A-F-T-B And it stands for Hard as To beat See Right So we don't always win But we're hard as To beat Yes There you go That's one thing That we had from From the golf We had that That's on the inside Of one of mine Uh, I need to get another one For like More of a casual one She's
0: the best man She's the best It's just Yeah We just keep Yeah Though Put it this way We We haven't started yet Yeah we really haven't started the world ain't seen yet mm-hmm. as little Wayne said I'm about to pick the world up and flip it upside down truly Yeah. like truly like I am more curious now than ever more driven now more than ever mm. and question possibility now more than ever and the beauty about it I'm not afraid to do it mm. at first you know until I failed in my first restaurant I was always scared no I'm not it's like yeah it'll always work out Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, always work out and it's not me being boasty or bragging it's just it's like it's just knowing I can work harder Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, it's a mind shift. It's a mind right? shift,
1: yeah. You know, and then, like I said, growing up, you know, growing up from nothing or eating chicken yeah. feet or whatever it is yeah. to coming to here now, yeah. and like, you've seen what's possible, but oh, also yeah. the possibilities you had when you were a kid are nowhere near the possibilities you have now exactly. that have been unlocked because yeah. of all the hard work you put in. You know, I, yeah. think
0: a lo- I think about a lot, but I don't worry about a lot. Yeah. I think about a whole lot, but I don't worry about a lot. Yeah. Just don't. Big difference. You know, big difference, yeah. At least now. And I think, you know, it has to do with the people I have around me, to be honest, man. I, it's the people I have. You, you know, like that lady Kendra right there? Like Kendra started working for us. And there's just so much she bring to the table, you know, good or bad. To call you up, I can be somewhere and she's here and she'll call me and say, hey, chef, you need to have a meeting because this, this, this need to happen. This, this need to discuss. Or, chef, you know what? I'm going to come in tonight because the team might be short. I'm going to do this, this, this. To have those around? Oh, man, I can't ask some more. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I can't ask some more. It's like... And these days, I, I'm here. It's like, it's like I'm not needed. I don't know. I, and it's not a bad thing. It's just like everybody. I finally look through. I can go outside and look through the window. Sometimes I do, and everybody's in place and everyone is working and everybody's holding each other, accountable. And I'm like, oh. And I'm like, I'll come through the door and I'm like, well, you're in our way. And I'm like, oh. It's just so beautiful. You know? And I never have to... I never, until today, of knowing Dylan for so many years, and no matter where I am in the world, I never... It never slipped my mind. I wonder if he's taking shortcuts or is he following integrity. The gentleman is filled with integrity. So I never question it. I never... It's just... It's something that not everybody have that. Not everybody's lucky enough to find that, mm-hmm. and I am. So, I, so it makes sense for me to be remembered as giving back. Possibility of giving, letting their generation have something to give to their generation. Mm-hmm. Leaving something generational wealth. I didn't grow up in generational wealth, I'm a self-made person. So now it's like, how do I leave generational wealth for my kids, both financially and knowledge? You know? So those are the things that are important to me. You know? When I left home, my dad said to me, listen, we don't have money, but look around, we have love. So he said, always be honest, be fair, and be firm. Whatever you believe in, believe in it. Whatever you're going to do, it don't matter. Just be honest about it. So I've lived my whole life just being, yeah, yeah, you know. And now, the older I get, I'm more, more, I'm more non, what's the word, I'm non-apologetic, like. I just, I'm more fine in me. Um, Marcus, which is my, Marcus, I know Marcus for 16 years, he worked with us here, he's one of my mentors, you know. He's always said, Andrew, the older you get, you're gonna find yourself so much more. You're gonna be certain of where you're going. You're gonna be confident in yourself. You're gonna realize the shit that used to make you mad six years ago doesn't even move you anymore. And man, he's right, I'm finding that, you know? And then the support of my Rudy Corey, which is my business partner, mentor, father, brother, best friend, everything is just knowing him always like hey we'll always figure it out yeah yeah always figure it out so i'm grateful i'm in a good space Mm -hmm. i'm in a good space yeah yeah
1: great way to end uh, thanks so much for your time appreciate Thank you you. Uh, you know it's been a pleasure I can't wait to try the space yeah please uh, yeah, you Chelsea's gonna take know. care of me I'd love to yeah.
0: have you come down yeah me
1: and the wife I'd are gonna come to down I'd love to
0: have you guys come awesome. down let me know when Okay. shoot me a text make sure I'm here but I'd love to have you come down because yeah, it's to. a whole different journey you know people think I always say to people I'm not in the food and beverage business yeah I'm in the emotions storytelling mm-hmm. how I made you feel yeah. that's the business we're in yeah so love to
1: have you now. yeah no i i i, I will definitely do that i really oh, appreciate so it for people listening i'll post uh i mean if you you already probably know about it but i will post the link to the websites in the description uh, and we will catch you next episode cheers oklahoma business down in el reno they're also in bethany as well so people in the bethany area know the diffies really well but if you're looking for anything new used um ford lincoln or whatever i'm sure they could find anything you want um check them out diffieford.net and then on instagram at diffieford lincoln This episode is brought to you by Hope is Alive. Hope is Alive exists to radically change the lives of drug addicts, alcoholics, and those who love them. Join us Saturday, September 30th for our Sobriety Sprint 5K as we remember, honor, and celebrate those who've lost their lives. This family-focused event will feature a one-mile fun run, inflatables, food trucks, and more. Register to run or honor a loved one at sobrietysprint.com.
0: Thank you for listening.